Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people it gives me a lot of hope if you liked locatora before you're gonna love season nine subscribe to our show and you'll see why locatora is your prima's favorite podcast listen to locatora radio as part of the michael Cultura podcast network available on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Do you love Selena? Like, really love? Whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stan the Queen of Tejano. And Stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here and this season takes it to a whole new level old school legends modern power players and ex-lovers are all competing in cape town south africa for the prize of three hundred thousand dollars and we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast listen to mtv's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts Thanks for listening to the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weeknight, 10 p.m. to 2 a.m. Eastern, 7 to 11 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every night on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. Now let's get this party started. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Hello, welcome song. inside. Hour three of the Jason Smith Show with my best friend, Mike Harmon. And, you know, before we get into Deshaun Watson, yeah. just, just thinking about this for a second. You know, we, we, we told you minutes ago uh, the report from today that the reason, well, we, we knew that the Celtics wanted to try to trade for Kevin Durant from the Nets, and the Nets and, and the and the Celtics couldn't figure out a trade package, so that kind of went away. But we knew at least what the Nets were looking for because on the table was Jalen Brown, a couple of other players, and some picks. It was it was a lot. And 
now we get the report today that at first the Nets asked for Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown in exchange for Kevin Durant. And Larry Bird. And Larry <laughs> <laughs> and the rights and to uh, Larry Bird's uh, wispy mustache. Parish. They wanted every, wanted everybody. They wanted Jerry C. Sting. They wanted. Uh, can you just imagine getting that phone call? Hey, the Nets call us about KD. Oh man, oh this would be great. We can get KD. We can. All right, let's see who would part with. No, 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 no. They want. They want Jason and Jalen. Wait, seriously? They would. <laughs> seriously, the two guys that just got us to the finals. They want. Them for the guy that couldn't get them out of the second round. That's who they that that these guys are ten years younger. They want both of them, not one. They want both of them. They want both. Okay, yeah. Do we really need to call them back? Uh, can't we just say, hey, oh, sorry, your number went to voicemail, and none of us have access to the to the voicemail box. We couldn't remember the password, so we didn't get that. Do we really need to call them back with that? Uh, I think you could probably just uh, ignore that one. <laughs> Because it really, if they want to push the the offer, it's going to repeat pretty fast. It's like all trades, or if you make in your fantasy league, or or you make an offer of uh, um, eBay or Craigslist or wherever you're buying and selling things. Same thing. If you're really interested in, you sure? Come on! And then you try to badger them into either taking the offer. You know, it's an effective strategy, I think, to, in some degrees for fantasy trades. I'd like to think here we're a little smarter <laughs> when you're actually running franchises that are worth billions of dollars that maybe you, you do a double double take and just don't say, hey, you know what? That'd be a fun experiment. Let's see how that would work out. <laughs> right? Could you do that in fantasy drafts uh-huh. when it's your eighth draft? It's like, all right, uh, wow, I, you know, this guy's probably the best on the board, but I have him in three other leagues. Uh, so you try know, to want to diversify your portfolio. Mm-hmm. Uh, same thing here. It's like, you know, we, we we did come close to winning the title, but but is that winning the title? No, it's not winning the title. Maybe. And then you start thinking about an alternate universe. Mm, like Earth, uh, what, the one they go to in uh, in, in uh, uh, Scarlet Witch. And uh, I'm sorry, it. Doctor Strange. Sorry, Doc- spoiler. Multiverse. That's where they go. Madness. That works. Now, look, this is why I say... When Kevin Durant gets traded, that my my two teams that I would put money on in Vegas are, and I'm not I'm not I'm not avowing this or I'm not ready, but my teams right now are Denver and Portland, because the Nets want a good return for Kevin Durant, right? They want to maximize this, like you want to maximize every deal, and as you can see. The Nets think there may be a little bit more out there for them than is actually out there. Any contending team that Kevin Durant wants to go to, whether it's Miami or Phoenix, let's just use the teams that were out there that already they talked to and they said no, those teams are close to winning championships. So they're not going to completely dismantle their team and hope that, well, we'll get rid of these two or three guys, but Kevin Durant will make up for that. I mean, that doesn't make any sense. It's why the Celtics initially and right away said no. We're, we're, he's going to miss 27 games we, at a minimum. We're not, but he's the difference maker. We're not going to do this. We're not going to. We're making the playoffs. We're not, we're not going to trade away Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown for Kevin Durant. I'm sorry, we're not doing it because this doesn't make sense. Yes, Kevin Durant is still a great player, but that doesn't help us. At the very at the at the best, it keeps us where we were at, and that's not good enough. So, a team that's a real contender isn't going to part with the assets that the Nets are going to want to succeed. You need a team that is more 
desperate. Because if a team was going to part with the assets for Kevin Durant, it would have happened already. right? They would have said, okay, yes. A contending team would have said, yes, take DeAndre Ayton and, and, and whoever else. They would have done it. But a team has not done that. So who's going to do it? It's going to be a team that wants to be a contender, that is close to being a contender, and has a little bit more desperation than those top-level teams. The Bucks are not going to do it all. All the teams that are real title contenders, hey, we're this close. We just want to make a couple of tweaks in the offseason, and maybe we'll be able to make a move in the, in the middle of the season at the trade deadline, but we're not going to completely blow up our core to do this. But you need a team that is desperate enough to make a move that can still, when we get this player, maybe it makes things better for us. A team like Denver, who's had the MVP the last couple of years in the Jokic, right? But they they still finish fourth-ish, fifth-ish in the Western Conference, and they're not really, really big playoff threats, right? But they go get Kevin Durant... And hey, guess what? Maybe they turn into a, a, a NBA Finals team, right? They, they, the last couple of years they've done it without Jamal Murray. They certainly have young players they can trade back. Kevin Durant, Nikola Jokic, maybe that works. And Denver is a team desperate enough to say maybe this vaults us up a little bit higher. Maybe this vaults us past Golden State or even with Golden State. KD and Jokic, this is going to work for us because we're not really taking anything away from the team last year because Murray didn't get us there and Porter didn't get us there. So I mean. Maybe we can do this. The same thing with a team like Portland. Hey, we're all in on, on Damian Lillard. Okay, we have some nice little assets we can trade and make things work, and we're a team that's desperate enough to not want to waste the end of Damian Lillard's prime, and he's meant a lot to us. And, hey, maybe that two-man game with Lillard and Durant can work because all that whatever we give up, the only guy we can't give up is Damian Lillard. We can figure everything else out, right? Now, Portland put together some nice little pieces in the last offseason. It just didn't work out for them. They traded away C.J. McCollum. But if you're Portland, you're desperate enough and you can say, well, maybe KD and Damian Lillard are enough. And so we can part with those players in a trade. It's got to be that kind of team that's in that sweet spot of we're good. And with KD, boy, we can be a contender. And there's things we can give up because our core really are only two players, right? Denver's core is Nikola Jokic and Portland's core is Damian Lillard. Yeah, I mean, when we look at Denver, it's intriguing, right? You mentioned both Porter and Murray not being available. From reports on Porter, it's still the me, right? Kind of the Kevin Durant thing. It's like, ah, we're just worried about me at this point. It's not team or whatever else, and that seems to be his his M.O. all the way through. But for Michael Porter Jr., that's been one of the knocks on him going back to his entry into the NBA and now coming off an injury because that's the other thing. Right, did the Nets think with that roster, yes, even though we would get rid of these guys, we want to compete. Did these guys help us compete better than Kevin Durant would? At this point, it's a toss-up. you got two guys coming off injury and a guy that when he's available, he's spectacular. But now we're playing the when he's available because it's it's really one of the the fun theoretical things uh, of this whole circumstance, Jason. When you you look at the Nets and, and Durant going, I don't like the way this works, and he's the team leader with 55 games played in the regular season. You have Kyrie Irving, circumstance decided he wasn't going to go. You can celebrate his conviction be angry about his conviction, whatever the case was. He wasn't available. And then at the urging, they got rid of James Harden and bring in Ben Simmons. So that that fails. Is that more on Kevin Durant or is it on the Nets that he then didn't want to play basketball and physically 
based on some reports, couldn't. So all of that is just great theoreticals. But for Kevin Durant, what are you getting at this point? And if you're Denver, is is this a thing that pushes you over, or is it, or is it just a nice splashy move because he's a bigger name than those other two combined? Well, that's why it's a risk. That's why it's we're desperate enough to go. Maybe our window is closing, right? And and so well, but if Kevin Durant, but if those two guys actually play, is it, are they better than bringing in Kevin Durant? Yeah, but that's but but you got an if there as well. If Jamal Murray comes back, whenever he's going to come back, hopefully sure. he's going to come back and play. You know, if Michael Porter is good, it, it's it's about being able to take that chance and. Is Denver really think they're a championship team if they, they bring their guys back from last year? I mean, maybe. I mean, maybe they are, but maybe not. But Kevin Durant comes and suddenly, whoa, you know you have him for another three years after this, and, and you're pretty solid with Durant and Jokic or Durant and Lillard and other players you need. It'll be a little bit easier for them to come, and you can fill in those, those uh, cracks because you know Durant's going to be there. He's got his contracts. He's all set to go. Right? You don't have to worry about, well, what if he stays, if he doesn't stay? No, you got him. Three years, his contract is good. You can go get him. You can continue to build those pieces around him. So trading away a player like Jamal Murray or Porter or whoever you want to deal if you're the Blazers, uh, you don't have to look at it as, well, we, we could lose those guys for nothing in a year. No, you 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 make you, you have time to make this work with KD and Jokic or KD and Lillard, and, and those are your teams that are desperate enough. And plus, they want to trade him away from the East. You know they don't want Kevin Durant in the Eastern Conference where he can come back and haunt them. You know, if, as much as they could, they want to trade him to the West. That's where I would be going. I'd be talking to Portland. I'd be talking to Denver because they have the assets and they have the players you can trade. Yeah, I think in the end, at this point, they're going to take whatever trade they they feel is of value. Right, yes, you'd love him to go to the Western Conference, but if you're going to give up Kevin Durant, the guy that you built all this around, the guy that you gave the four-year extension, the guy that you, you mortgaged, uh, it mortgaged it all, and now you're going to let him blow it up, which is, again, for me, I say beat it. Here's your jersey. You can play with us or you can go play video games. <laughs> I want to go play video games. No, but I really want to play it up play video games. No, well, legitimately, you've got his I, contract. I, I, he he could be as obstinate as he wants. Well, so, but it's if you're going to give up on that and on the pipe dream that the other way makes your team better, like I just say, shuffle it all. Let's fight about your look, contract. It is, it is and tell look, you to beat it. <laughs> it is. It is difficult. It is a gamble to make, but it's a gamble for Kevin Durant that can bring more. That could potentially bring more than just he's coming to play for you. He brings you relevancy. He can bring you star power. And Jokic rides the sulky and win MVP. How does he? He's already given you street cred. What are you talking about? So you have, and you got a guy that gets mad that you call okay. him Mike. Who do we talk? <laughs> that is true. Who do we talk way more about, Kevin Durant or Nikola Jokic? We don't talk about Kevin Durant playing basketball. Take, That's for that, damn that sure. Doesn't matter. But now he's so is he going to go and and bitch and moan in Denver? Is that what he's going to do? Because then, yeah, we'll talk about him a lot. Of course he's going to do that everywhere he goes because Kevin Durant is someone who oh, can never find a happy place. But the guy does – the guy still is a great player. He's won a couple of titles, and he's proven that, hey, when I'm motivated, all right. And like I said, it's a risk. But if you're Denver, or would you rather say, all right, maybe the guy's coming back we have enough for, hey, let's go get Kevin Durant, and, and that could work for us. Sometimes it's about being gutsy. And not every team I could say would make it, should make a trade for Kevin Durant. Well, 
certain teams, you shouldn't upset all the big core you have to go trade for KD. You shouldn't do it. But certain teams should because you really don't have anything else to lose. And and those are the couple of teams that can say, hey, we could really be contenders and we're not giving up anything else from our core that's not our big star. It's not Jokic and it's not Damian Lillard. So that's why those deals work for those two teams. Just when when you get down to it, right, it, all the league rules on, on trades and all of those based on when you sign contracts and extension all is always fun, right? So we, we'd have to figure out what those pieces are to get the salaries to match and, and who can actually be packaged together, right? That's part of it. But the when we look at, you know, Kevin Durant, I, I've watched this act, and yeah, he got the titles in Golden State. And then it became an, an evidently an untenable situation. Either he felt jilted, Draymond bullied him, wh- whatever you believe the, the reality is there. It, it's just been one spot after another, right? Go back to Mr. Unreliable. Like, if I'm the Denver Nuggets, I want to bring that in. Seems like they, they had a roster that actually wanted to play together. And obviously two guys were hurt that were prior All-Stars and guys you gave money to. So... I, I wouldn't upset that. And that, and I don't think they're on the, his short list of where he wants to go. So well, you eventually, still have a fight about that. Eventually, it's going to have to be somewhere. You go, hey, listen, that short list has to expand. It can't be quite as short. Well, right? we got a little, but, but, bit, uh, little bit longer yeah. list there, KD. Well, that's, that's it. It's like, well, we have a possible deal over here. Maybe. <laughs> sort of, kind of. Uh, but, yeah, the, the Celtics aren't returning our call. I'm sorry. Be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon weekdays at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Do you love Selena? Like, really love? Whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stand the Queen of Tejano. And Stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast. To start listening. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, 
the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. And recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed up. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry. Back to Iguodala. Up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Fox Sports Radio, the Jason Smith Show with my best friend, Mike Harmon. What a maroon. Happy National S'mores Day. You know, I was thinking about this today. A national how overrated they are well not overrated but how have there not been like s'mores have been a big thing for a long time now right it's mm-hmm. it's hard to get that wrong right it's hard to get chocolate and graham crackers and marshmallows wrong but you could burn the chocolate but go ahead uh you can't well well yeah well there's well any recipe could go wrong i can get that but like how has this recipe not been more perfected yet like, because like, there's so many things that can go wrong. Like you say, with burning the chocolate, not being able to roast the marshmallows the right way. I'm burning the marshmallow. I'm losing it in the fire. The, <laughs> the, the loser goes, goes in, in the, the fire. fire. <laughs> the graham crackers, you can either make them, you can make them really soft. You put them over the fire too much. Like, there's too many things that can go wrong. A lot of variability. And I get that the fun is making the food itself, and I like that. But I, I would like it to be a little bit more of, hey... I have a bit more confidence I can get this done and make a really good s'more and have the chocolate melting just the right way and have the, the marshmallow done just the right way and have the, the graham cracker be be firm but not too firm because I don't want to bite into it and have it get all crump because then I'm biting into a hard Hershey bar because it didn't melt enough. Like, how has there not been a, a more perfected s'more yet? Like, I, I don't know why. Maybe that can be your contribution to humanity. Oh boy, the perfect s'more! I don't well, know. Well, I mean, you know, if you're willing to take on such a Herculean task, I, I mean, the muses would sing your praise. No, I'm sure they would. I mean, I don't, I don't care even about the messiness. Like, look, some foods are messy. You're going to eat foods. Ah, uh, you know, hey, I get it. Nothing wrong with getting a little messy. You know, no, the mess is okay. It's just the different things that can happen. And and like, when when's the, how long it takes to make a perfect s'more? And can you really like if you if you do the the marshmallow perfectly, are you really going to do the chocolate perfectly, or is the, or is the chocolate still going to be a little hard and it's a little melty on the outside? So when you bite, you take a bite and you go, oh, that first bite is good. You try to finish it and you go, oh, oh, now oh, I lost the chocolate. Oh, I lost half of that graham cracker. I, I'm I'm very surprised. I I really think that by now, just like with fireworks, every year I feel. 
feel like I've seen the same fireworks show I've seen for the last 40 years. How's it not been a bigger advancement in fireworks? Fireworks and s'mores. There should We should have, have them more perfected by now. Well, I mean, we see more people doing, doing more with water. Right? Okay. I mean, you've got, you know, the, the projections through water at Disney and other theme parks. Or you could just set it to music like you do at the Bellagio, and then you can do an Ocean's Eleven thing where you, you stand there and in your head you've got some violins or trumpets or whatever you got playing that gets you excited, and you walk off into the night and either gamble or, or go meet friends or make new friends. Did you Wait, did you say you wanted trumpets? You want to hear trumpets playing? Well, sometimes it's you a do? good background fodder okay. that gets you fired up for whatever's next, especially in Vegas, right? It's 2 a.m. People are starting to peter uh-huh. out, no, and I then you it. hear this start. Yeah. And you get I mean, it almost going. sounds like Danger Zone, but it's not. <laughs> and Edwin Diaz blows the save. Stop, stop, you hater. And blows Just a hater. save. Now, if someone was actually coming in with a perfect s'more to hand it to me and use this as their walk-up music, oh, that I would dig. See, then suddenly, now you got now something. Now we're talking. Now you got something. I mean, may, could I make the perfect <laughs> s'more and then have this be my entrance music as I deliver them to people across the globe? I'm like Santa Claus, except for s'mores. No, that's pretty good. All right. I think that would be fantastic. Okay. All right. So I, I mean, you sure. got cards for everything else. I mean, why, when I walk out of a stadium, I mean, I can get a bacon-wrapped hot dog from everyone. I can't get a s'more. Why no. can't I get a s'more? No. It's, you can do the same thing. You have hard. them wrapped in foil. You cook them. Boom. Gone. Let's go. It's, it's hard. You'd think someone could master it by now. But I, on National S'mores Day, maybe I just expect a little bit too much. I mean, do they go... Do the graham crackers go stale too quickly so you don't want to have them in quantity? No, the graham crackers, because I... I'm just saying in general in storage, not oh, for that consumption at that yeah, moment. Okay. I'm saying maybe, maybe that's why it doesn't go over uh, hugely, because even even wrapped, may, maybe they, they don't stay and hold as much as you'd like. See, this is where somebody that's a s'mores expert needs to come through with this now. We've, we've given you the... Well, it's we, a packaging we, effort. We've thrown out now the Now we're problem. talking about creating the better polymer that is going to keep those graham crackers fresh for a longer period of time. Now we've created a whole other situation. Yes, we ask all the questions. We need smart people like scientists and stuff to come up with this to say I'm going to dedicate my I life have a to this few now. polymer experts that I know. How have I you not inquire. gotten them on this yet? Because I didn't give a damn about s'mores until it's, now. But it's national. See, now you, oh wait, now you never cared about s'mores until now? Now's well, the first time you care about s'mores? at a cookout or when my kids would ask for them. Mm, you know, when there's a problem, you got to solve it or you just forget about it. You know, or you gotta, I you gotta do check it right out there. this hook <laughs> while my DJ revolves it. Twitter and I'm about a fresca. Mike at Swollen Dome, the Jason Smith Show with my <laughs> best friend, Mike Carmen. You walked right into yeah, that. Yeah, I did. It happened. It happened. Uh, now, a big twist in the Deshaun Watson story in that Watson is scheduled to play quarterback Friday night in the Browns preseason opener at Jacksonville. The Browns announcing today that that was their plan. Unless something happens and there's more discipline for Deshaun Watson as they wait for the final, final arbiter outcome. Not this fake arbiter outcome with Judge Robinson. No, no. The real arbiter outcome now uh, that hopefully is coming soon. The NFL would like this expedited, so will Deshaun Watson and the Browns. And the Browns have decided to say, you know what? We're not waiting. We're getting on the plane and our plan is to have Deshaun Watson play Friday night. You know, this is why 
I, I want Deshaun Watson to not play. I want the Browns to lose because everybody's attitude during this just really pisses me off. Because for a second, I want there to be a little bit of, hey, this is a screwed up situation. And Deshaun Watson had some real nefarious behavior with a lot of women that we're still trying to figure out. Um, and how about we understand that a little bit? No, Deshaun Watson, I did nothing wrong, taking no culpability. Why did you pay off 24 women? Nope, not saying. Why don't you testify? Nope, I'm not going to testify all of this. Okay, what about the NFLPA? Will you realize that this is a weird situation? Nope, because we're just mad that this commissioner is going to come down hard on Deshaun Watson when he did not come down hard on Robert Kraft or Jerry Jones or what it was like in the past with Ben Roethlisberger when he didn't get as much of a suspension. No, no, we're going to we're gonna focus on that. Okay, hey, Browns, how about you guys? Nope, nope, nope. We want our guy. We gave him money, ridiculously so. We rewarded a guy who uh, gave him more guaranteed money than anybody else in the history of the NFL, and we want him to play. We want him now and we're not really gonna gonna deal with what else is going on around it this is why i want everybody to lose this is why i want i want to sean watson not playing the browns to lose because of this because there's not any bit of hey at least we understand this is a screwed up situation no one has done that and so when the browns do this they're thumbing their nose at the process now they're saying oh yeah this pro- no screw it we're gonna play him i dare you to suspend the guy i dare you to suspend Deshaun watson we're gonna play him on friday night we're sick of this we're sick of him being treated like a victim and all of these things and like whoa 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 let's realize we're talking about victims here what we're talking about no 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 we're, we're gonna play him and I, I dare you to suspend him now before the nflpa is waiting they're ready to pounce with whatever comes up here and so now here are the browns not only enabling deshaun watson to be able to play and have hey not have to worry about being um more just more human towards this situation now we're just gonna play the guy and we're just going to play him no matter what. Yeah, we know we're not going to have him for the first six weeks, so now we're going to play him. So really, what's the desire to play him if you're not going to have him for the first six weeks no matter what, right? No matter what, Deshaun Watson's not playing the first six weeks. But we got to get him in the game. He's got to start. Well, he hasn't had football in a year. Playing one series in the preseason, that's what you want to do. You want to risk the guy? Nobody else is playing their starters in the preseason. Nobody else is. And if they do, they're playing him very, very little, right? Sean McVay ruined the preseason for everybody. He showed that you can build a Super Bowl team and not play any of your starters to get them hurt in the preseason. So now, players don't play. Aaron Rodgers even said, no reason for me to even have a series in the preseason. Why would I do this? I get enough in practice all the time through. So now, why do you have to have Deshaun Watson play? Why does he have to play? There's no reason for him to. He's your quarterback, right? Oh, we don't have to. No, no, no. Now we're putting him in the game. He could get hurt. But no, no, he has to play. This is because this is what the Browns are doing. They are daring the NFL to suspend him, and they're thumbing their nose at the process. And this is why I feel this way about everybody involved in that situation. Yeah, I mean, I think with Cleveland, yeah, part of it is forcing the issue. The other is so long as he's still available to us. Let's get him as many reps with his offensive line and his receivers and whatever as we can. So a bit of pragmatism, even if the optics are awful. And that's what we stipulate, too, in all of this. The optics of everything Cleveland has done has been awful. And then we have to, as best we can, to try to evaluate them. And you can take Haslam. You can take everybody in the front office and decide what you want of them, morality, what their responsibilities are, whatever else. From a business perspective, they decided this is the guy they were leaning into. This was going to be the best option for them going forward as a guy who was in Houston, didn't want to play there anymore, so cancel the noise on everybody saying, well, he already served a suspension. No! He sat out. He didn't want to play for them, and he got paid. There was no suspension. So take that 
uh, off the table for all the arguments. For the NFLPA, you know, they're beholden to, to fight tooth and nail. What, what's the, the phrase out of, uh, ta- uh, out of uh, a few good men without uh, passion or prejudice? Mm-hmm. Right? You've got to defend even if you don't. Uh, even if you know there, there's a lot of bad going on, right? Your job is to defend what was in the CBA. And if you think that Roger Goodell and the NFL are strong arming beyond what's in the CBA, that's your right to do it, except that you signed a CBA that allows him to appoint a guy that comes over the other person uh, and basically will get to execute whatever he wants unless you want to drag it into court, which then gets us into settlements and other discussions. I get it. It's, it's very unsavory all around, right? Because the NFL, for their part, it's also pragmatism versus public relations, optics, and future revenue when you talk about who controls the dollars being spent in American households as well as the growing population uh, of women uh, that are watching and consuming and purchasing everything related to your game. So you're, you're going through that. So I, I understand it, it is a messy situation. But for the Browns at this point, I think part of it is, yeah, force the issue. Because if we're going to get into the courts, let into the courts sooner that, rather than later. And if we do end up settling or having more discussions based on it, let's get that part of it started too. The longer it hangs in the balance, the more it bleeds towards not just the 2022 season, but extending perhaps into the 2023 offseason as well. Twitter and how about a fresca? Mike gets swollen dome. The Jason Smith show with my best friend, Mike Carmen. I mean, it's it's why I say I root against everything with Watson and the NFLPA in the Browns all because of this. Be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon weekdays at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Do you love Selena? Like, really love? Whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stand the Queen of Tejano. And Stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to start listening. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. 
Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. And recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rock the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry. Back to Iguodala. Up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Fox Sports Radio, the Jason Smith Show with my best friend, Mike Harmon. Speaking of the trumpets, Tyshirt is sick of... uh, Playing narco all the time, so now we're yeah. just getting any other song whoa, with trumpets whoa, in it. Whoa, 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 whoa! Well, when do the, the mighty, mighty boss tones make an appearance? <laughs> there are <laughs> rules, <laughs> Jason. This isn't Nam. <laughs> uh, hey, but uh, speaking of narco, real fast, I just wanted to say this. Um, remember who I told you was going to win MVP in the National League before the season? Mookie Betts. I did not say Mookie Betts. Freddie uh, Freeman. It has been. A pretty much a two-horse race so far between Pete Alonzo and Paul Goldschmidt in the NL. That's kind of where it's really? been right now. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Come on, Alonzo. Not Trey Turner or Freddie Freeman. No, come on, no. They're only leading the league in hits no, and no, average they, and all that they, good they, stuff, no, right? No, no, come on. Freddie Freeman doesn't even want to be a Dodger. There's no way he can win it. It's not, not happening. Uh, but with those two, now you have to add... The guy that I told you was going to win MVP because of where he is right now, Francisco Lindor, is now third in the National League in RBI. Stop. He scored a no, run in 13 no, no, straight stop. games. Stop. Here comes Austin Lindor. Riley. Stop. Oh, it's already, they're going to be 25 games out of first place. He's not going to win MVP. That's Austin Riley, not you know happening. the guy. I hate to say I told you so, but I picked as my NL. He's MVP. got thirty home runs. That's great. Lindor's got more 300. RBI. Lindor's got more RBI than him, and he plays in a first place team. Split the vote. Austin Riley reigns supreme. Where's Austin, Joey Gallo? Not, not happening. Joey Gallo's dead. He's mashing now that he's a Dodger. <laughs> got two hits. No, no, he's got three now, doesn't he? Did he get it. his third? 
Uh, did he get three hits? That's more I than he's got. If he's got three hits, that's three more than he had with the Yankees. It's <laughs> way more than he had with the Yankees. Still behind the pace of Judge's home I mean, run really, on a day-to-day basis. <laughs> he, should, he should have gone to the Dodgers and said, listen, I'm no longer being long as Joey Gallo. Joey Gallo's dead. I'm Joey Callow. C-A-L-L-O. And that should be him. And his jersey would say Callow on it. That would work. C-A-L-L-O. Wait, I think he's coming up to bat now, actually. <laughs> Two on, baby. And Joey Gallo's going to get to play for the Dodgers right now. Uh, they they lead the Twins 5-4, bottom of the seventh. I mean, I told you about Here comes Lindor. Here comes Lindor. I, I got to say, though, it is pretty cool that the four guys that we put as preseason MVPs yeah. are, are are the guys that are far yeah, away yeah, the yeah. MVPs. It's the top four guys. It's, yeah. it's awesome. It's pretty good because Alvarez homered again today, too. Yeah, so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah he's, he's having a phenomenal season. He's only like 18 yeah. behind Judge now. We had a home run No, exactly. Today. He's yeah. got 31, but yeah, hey, yeah, it yeah. doesn't matter. Yeah, he's does. miles, miles <laughs> behind. All right, so Frostburg, you had this now. Uh, we talked about it a few minutes ago. Uh, what are the uh, Vegas odds right now? Kim Kardashian's next boyfriend. There are a lot of good value here, guys. There's a lot, a lot of good value. Of good good value, value. value okay, picks. Okay, okay, value picks. Okay, all right. So who, who are the fi- – what are we Top got? 12 answers on the board. Okay, okay. okay. We'll start at plus 800. Who do you think is plus 800 plus to be Kim Kardashian's next likely. boyfriend? Do we have any clues or anything? Ryan Reynolds. Oh, uh, he's on CNN. No, he's a- <laughs> um, wow, you're never going to guess. What? They got Van I, I don't Jones. know the stats. They got Van there. Jones at plus 800. What? Van Jones? Van Jones is plus 800? I mean, I know Van Hunt is dating Halle Berry. Wait, wait. He is the guy on CNN. Really? He's on their you list? You thought I was kidding? Really? Van Jones? <laughs> you thought I was kidding. Okay. He, not, not only is he on the list, he's the favorite. Wait, he's older than I am. Wait, for seriously? <laughs> All right. We'll go to the back end because it's way more entertaining. Okay. And some really good value. And, and really uh, appropriate and, okay, given okay. the subject matter of this, this game. All right. Good. Okay. Who is okay. plus 20,000 to plus- be... Kim Plus K's 20, next Randy Quaid. <laughs> He's been in the news a lot this week. Plus 20,000. Um, in the news a lot this oh, week? Oh, I would say Ben Affleck, but he just got married. Uh, Joey Gallo just hit a three-run <laughs> bomb! <laughs> we interrupt this Kim Kardashian <laughs> next boyfriend topic to bring you the fact that Joey Gallo just hit a oh home run. Oh, my God! Hey, Joey Gallo. Anybody that shows MVP. up, whether you're called up off injury or you're uh, traded, you hit 350 once you're in Dodge. Yeah, who cares about the odds? Joey Gallo just hit a three-run bomb. <laughs> Let's talk about that. How improbable was this? 877, no. Oh, no, kidding. no. I know who I'm going to guess. I know Plus who I'm going to guess. 20,000, who's no. your guess? Zach Efron. Is it Zach Efron? I guess him for everything. Is it Zach Efron? It's Donald Trump. Oh, uh, do- really? Wow. Plus 25,000? Okay. How about All plus right. 10,000? Really good odds on this. Jimmy one. Garoppolo. Jimmy Garoppolo. Nope, it's not Jimmy Garoppolo. It's, it's a funny uh, thing. Johnny it's like, Depp. I don't know who. Who? Johnny Depp. I thought you said John Denver for a second. Johnny say, Depp. No, no. Wow, these are ooh, this is these are controversial yeah. people. I, I I think literally they're just putting names in a hat at uh, this point. Huh. Oh, oh, wait, 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 wait. I know who's at the. I know who's near the top. I know who's near the All top. All right, who is it? Nick Cannon. He's actually plus 1,000. Is he really? Look at that. There you go. <laughs> fourth best odds. The How much does she want another Van baby? Jones, Pete Davidson, and R- Ray J. 
Oh, come on. It's not going back to Ray J. Come on. Yeah, there can always be a second that. tape. Sequel, yeah, baby. Yeah, maybe Joey Gallo's on the list now. Well, no, Robert Irwin. Run Homer. Michael Ro- B. Jordan plus 3,300. Wow. That's his son. What is wrong with you? What? Coming up Michael next. Michael B. Jordan. Get back into a big NBA story next on Fox. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, love at first, first listen. listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here and this season takes it to a whole new level old school legends modern power players and ex-lovers are all competing in cape town south africa for the prize of three hundred thousand dollars and we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast listen to mtv's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts do you love selena like really love Whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stan the Queen of Tejano. And stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. The Nikki Glazer Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glazer Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glazer Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glazer Podcast to start listening.